With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The innocent blood of thousands is on their unspeakably evil hands, as surely as if they had wielded the gun themselves and pulled the trigger. And you know who we're talking about here, my friends. If you remember nothing else about what we're talking about here, Consider and remember this, the one and only reason politicians, bureau rats, and policemen want to take away your weapons from you is so that they can do things to you that they couldn't do to you if you still had your weapons. In fact, Thinking about, that's worth repeating and emphasizing. So here we go. The one and only reason politicians, bureau rats, and policemen want to take your weapons away from you is so that they can do things to you that they couldn't do if you still had your weapons. There, was that clearer? At best. They are mass murder enablers. Massacre helpers accessories before the fact who enjoy a symbiotic relationship with killers we see conspicuously displayed on TV. These vermin create conditions under which killers are not just free, but actively encouraged to act. And every time somebody dies... The vermin's political fortunes leap ahead. We've gotten into this mess in what may be the last days of the Bill of Rights because we have consistently failed to identify our adversaries accurately and adequately. As usual, we've been too polite. Take, for example... His dishonor, Michael Bloomberg, a strutting lunatic of escreance, a thwart or a tumor on the body politic, who, as mayor of one of the most dangerous cities in the world to live in, denied his subjects the means to defend themselves, and at the same time, dementedly believed that he had a right to tell them what they may eat and drink, even if he had to employ police guns and clubs, noxious spray and tasers to do it. Be healthy or be dead. Every pompous utterance he speaks, every Mussolini's pose he strikes, it still smells of death. And if you remember nothing else that we're trying to say here, then remember this. The one and only reason that Michael Bloomberg wants to take your weapon away is so that he can do things to you he couldn't do if you had your weapons.
Then there's former <clears throat> co-president and current presidential candidate Hitlery, who, once her faction within the Democratic half of the boot-on-your-neck party, has been so soundly defeated by a Chicago style of gangsterism even the Clintons could never have imagined or undertaken, sold herself to the victors to become Secretary of State. A position in this administration with so little power that except for fiascos like Ben Gersey, her own illegal server use, she had to busy herself pimping for international victim disarmament and making occasional pouty offers to resign just to keep her monumentally unattractive features in the remaining TVs, newspapers, and r other spots. Like the Brooklyn Bridge, Hillary is a commodity that can be sold more than once. As Secretary of State, she managed to immediately sell herself to the United Nations, which means to an environmental fascism, to the global warming hoax, to Agenda 21, which would cage all humanity like zoo animals, and ultimately to the genocidal wet dreams of megalomaniacs who would reduce the Earth's population by nine-tenths of its current total. Meaning, let's put that in math terms that are probably a little easier to digest, my friends. That would mean that 6.3 billion people have to die. Now, if you remember nothing else, remember this. The only reason that Hillary Clinton wants to take your weapons away is so that she can do things to you that she couldn't do if you had your weapon. And President Hillary has plenty in mind to do to you. Next, we have Charles Schumer. You know, the aging golden boy of the northeastern liberal left. If victim disarmament were a religion, which it largely is, Schumer would be the high priest. Many people on our side are afraid of him because of his rumored IQ, which in fact is bested by many an individual you know on our side, and the fact that he entered college at a remarkably early age. Whoop-de-freaking-do. I say... That if the man had any functioning brain cells at all, then much like Rush Limbaugh, who claims to have tied his brain behind his back, Schumer would be a libertarian. As it is, he prudently occupies a safe Senate seat amid the soft political politicsings of a solemnly Democrat New York City, exactly the same reason Hillary moved there to run and enjoys many of the same close ties with the United Nations that the Secretary of State does. Google is full of speeches and proposals and bills he sponsored or passed on behalf of these latter-day wannabe mass killers. Still, we can't help wondering how Schumer's older constituents 
some of whom must still have Nazi numbers tattooed on their arms, would feel about his close connections with an organization that wants nine-tenths of them to go through the death camp experience all over again. Well, I guess we'll just have to find out about that, won't we? Oh, and never forget, if you remember nothing else we're saying here, remember this. The only reason Charles Schumer wants to take your weapons is so that he can do things to you he couldn't do if you had your weapons. Now, let's pause for a moment and think of the late, unlamented Sarah Brady. Okay, that's enough of the dead, speaking nothing about but the truth. Here is a female who had no public life except the various Beltway quilting clubs until her husband accidentally stepped into a bullet meant for Ronald Reagan. I don't know about anybody else, and it's certainly not his fault, but I never heard Jim Brady initiate a conversation after that. However, his misfortune became his previous invisible wife's career, and instead of taking care of him while Reagan sucked it up, joked on the way to the hospital and refused to support an opportunistic attack on the Second Amendment, she became a corporate officer in the sleazy, distributable victim disarmament trade. As such, in the name of her noble cause, the woman told more discredited lies than a North Korean edition of Pravda. She carted her wheelchair-bound and helpless husband around from stage to stage like an old-fashioned temperance preacher showing off the evil effects of too much demon rum. Once, some, once you get criticized by loyal readers and such, well, sandblasted and such, for referring to poor Jim as brave Sarah's meat puppet, uh, a term which the author stands by, and will say again, Jim Brady was nothing more than Jim, Sarah Brady's meat puppet. Well, word had it that Sarah was dying from lung cancer, and as it turned out, word was right. And um, as the author says, he recently had two women close to him die from the stuff, and another is hanging on. I guess I wouldn't wish it on anybody else, but in Sarah's case, it was a hard call. And when they noticed that Wikipedia had her down as a lung cancer survivor, wrong, he freely confessed the mixed feelings. She was an active agent of the terror that ad being adequately armed banishes an opportunistic exploitive... <clears throat> well, it rhymes with witch, my friends. I'll let you figure out what word we're talking about. And deserved far worse than the end that life gave her. So... If you remember nothing else we're saying here, remember this, that it, and remember it good. The only reason Sarah Brady wanted to take your weapons so that she could do things to you she couldn't do if she had your, you had your weapons. It's as simple as that. I think, yes, we do have enough time for one more. Now, you've heard of Harry Waxman, Henry Waxman. 
There's not much about him, except that he's against everything we're all for. And as a member of the California Assembly, he helped to destroy that state. And the very model of modern prohibitionist, he's perhaps the most vicious anti-smoking jihadist in public life. We could probably point out that he's the ugliest person that we've ever seen. Well, that is until you see Hillary. And that may be part of his motivation. And if the media used better cameras, we'd be able to see the underside of his forebrain through his nostrils that look like the sluices of the great Grand Coulee Dam. But medically, we're unaware of his deepest wish to take care of every one of us to death. Yes. All in all, if you remember nothing else we say here, remember this. The only reason that Henry Waxman wants to take your weapons is so that he can do to you things he couldn't do if you had your weapons. Now, I'm looking for a good stopping point. I'm not finding a good stopping point. Um, uh, so, I'm just going to leave it that, at that. I'm going to mark it right here with red so that I can find it easily again next week. And I will carry on from this point, because, yes, we're talking about a great many people, and yes, repeating the same statement over and over, but just using the various different names of the people involved. But I hope you're beginning to see a pattern here that this part of this pamphlet on gun rights will help illustrate why Americans really have obeyed their last gun law. And we'll see. And you'll understand. And that's why I want to spend the time on this. Because it's worth it. It really is. Because if you don't have the ability to defend yourself, well, then, like I said, they can do anything they want to you. And there's nothing you can do about it. It's as simple as that. Okay, that wraps up this edition of the Constitutional Crusaders show on the American Voice Radio Network. Until next week, my friends, unless the creek rises or takes me away again, my fellow Americans, keep your powder dry. Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. The U.S. dollar's 
fluctuating. Gasoline reserves are low and the price is rising. World events are at best uncertain. How would you fare a stock market crash, hyperinflation, or an overall economic collapse? What would you do if you woke up and the U.S. dollar had the buying power of a penny? Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN for a free 21-page report explaining the current economic dangers and how you can take steps to protect yourself and family. Call Swiss America at 1-800-BUY-COIN. That's 1-800-289-2646. 1-800-289-2646. To learn how you can become prepared, call 1-800-289-2646 and mention you heard it on the American Voice Radio Network. Vitamin E prevents internal blood clots, but not all vitamin E is equal. Would you like to get a vitamin E that makes blood flow more smoothly than Plavix, but with no harmful side effects? For Spectrum Natural Unesterified, vitamin E complex has been called WD-40 for your blood. It actually lubricates the blood while it dissolves plaque. It prevents platelet aggregation and internal clotting. It neutralizes smoke, fumes, waste, and other harmful free radicals. Doctors report relief from angina, painful leg cramps, strokes, fibrocystic breast tumors, circulation problems, and much more. Get one bottle for $35 postpaid, two bottles for only $60 postpaid. Restore this vital nutrient removed from your food supply through food processing. Read more at 4spectrum.us, spelled number 4spectrum.us. Call 800-581-8906. That's 800-581-8906. Order today. again to another edition of the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. That's right, we're still broadcasting in the midst of uh, financial collapse in this country, total upheaval, chaos going throughout the land, and yet the most exciting hour in radio is still hanging on. That's right, I'm Pastor Anthony Grissi, and with me tonight, as always, Pastor Jason Burton broadcasting from the great state of Arizona. The only difference is about three or 400 miles 
between Jason and myself. He's broadcasting from the Hispanic capital of Douglas, Arizona, and I'm up here in the beautiful mountainous region of Payson, Arizona, and we're bringing to you another exciting hour in radio, Christian radio that deals with controversy and conspiracy in which we attempt to tackle these things, these issues from a biblical perspective. We try to touch on issues that uh, might be encouraging to the Christians and discouraging to Satan himself. And so we're glad to have you along with us tonight. 1-800-433-1429 is our call-in number. It's a live program that we're a part of. And you want to call in, you've got a challenge, or you've got a question, or you just plain hate us, and you want to get it out and off your chest, then you go ahead and give us a call as long as it's somewhat related to the topic of the hour, which we've got an interesting topic, which we'll talk about in just a little bit. But, folks, we want to hear from you. You can contact Jason or myself by just typing Jason or Pastor at the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. That's Jason or Pastor at the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. Or you can go ahead and snail mail us, P.O. Box 8, Payson, Arizona, 85547. That's uh, the quickest way to get me uh, one of your letters. Now, if you want to snail mail Jason, I don't have his address in front of me. So, Jason, you're just going to have to read that over the air. Oh, that's okay. I've got it memorized now. My uh, my address is 2125 uh, 10th Street, East 10th Street, Douglas, Arizona, 85607. And also you can give us a call at uh, 520-805-1503. All right. Now that's 10th Street, not 10th. Is it T-E-N-T-H or T-E-N-T? 10th, uh, as in 1st, 2nd, 3rd, all the way through 10th. <laughs> oh, great, man, because I just sent you a letter to 10th Street. Oh, well. Oh, that's okay. It'll probably now. get to me anyway. It's a small town down here. <laughs> well, it's good to have you along with us, as always. Uh, we're trying to tackle hot issues, and we've got an interesting one that we'll talk about uh, in just a little bit. Folks, you can also you can call the church here, 928 is the area code, 474-3530. This is the ministry of the Payson First Baptist Church and the Haven Baptist Fellowship of Douglas, Arizona. And uh, if you're in the area of Douglas or Payson, you're looking for a good church that doesn't bend or bow to this corrupt state or antichrist state. Uh, we are neither incorporated, 501c3. We do not uh, we do not yoke ourselves up with that which God says for us not to yoke up with. We are to be under the headship of Jesus Christ. You're looking for a church that stands on the old King James Bible and the old fundamentals of the faith that come straight from that blessed old book. Then you look us up. Uh, hey, it's it's... It's a beautiful time of the year in Arizona, Jason. I don't know what it's like down there on the border, but right now the weather is just perfect. It's fall, one of my favorite times of the year, aside from Halloween. One of my favorite times of the year, it's hunting season. It's time to get out and shoot Bambi, get some meat in the freezer. And you know what? I can enjoy all this because... I am saved. I've been born again, and I know who created it all, and I know who's in control. And so I praise God for just putting us in a beautiful country, and not just in the state of Arizona, but letting us be a part of a great nation, the United States of America, which in my opinion, you folks out there in Venezuela and uh, Europe and Africa and all across the world, I just want you to know, in my opinion, this is the greatest nation on God's green earth. Yeah, amen. And, and uh Welcome to the broadcast from Douglas, Arizona. Hopefully that we've got the volume correct now. But yeah, I'll tell you what, the weather's beautiful down here as well, Pastor. And uh and I and I'll tell you, we got a few raindrops the other night, so praise the Lord for that. It's it's hard to believe, even after being down here a month and a half, 
that uh, that we uh, that we're down here to tell you the truth, and uh, and so we'd welcome you to send us a letter, or you can always email me or anything like that. But uh, it's wonderful to be on the show. I praise the Lord for the opportunity to have this as part of the ministry. Jason, I sent you an email. I don't know if you pulled it up or not, but uh, I was I just received this email. It might be passing around. Uh, it might have been passed around for quite some time, but this uh, email is a New York Times article. Uh, it was published on September 30th, 1999, and the title of the article is Fannie Mae Eases Credit to Aid Mortgage Lending, and begins in a move that could help increase home ownership rates among minorities and low-income consumers. The Fannie Mae Corporation is easing the credit requirements on loans that it will purchase from banks and other lenders. The action, which will begin as a pilot program involving 24 banks in 15 markets, including the New York metropolitan region, will encourage those banks to extend home mortgages to individuals whose credit is generally not good enough to qualify uh, for conventional loans. Fannie Mae officials say they hope to make it, nation, make it a nationwide program by next spring. And uh, as you continue in this article, and folks, you can uh, we'll try to put this up on our website, but uh, the end of it basically says that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac, uh, they were predicting that in a few years that these corporations would collapse because of this unprecedented move, which, by the way, I, sent, I was received another email of C-SPAN video footage of the Democrats um, being uh, being in the back pockets of Freddie May, uh, Fannie Mae, and Freddie Mac, and uh, promoting and pushing this uh, stooping down to cover mortgages for those that do not qualify. So uh, interesting. And if we had a hall of hypocrisy today, Jason, I, I don't even know if this would qualify for a hall of hypocrisy. Maybe this could qualify for the hall of. We told you so. This was going to happen. It was predicted in 1990 of all things, and here we are facing it because we wanted to bend and stoop to uh, giving to those that do not have. This whole Robin Hood mentality is what has destroyed the nation, giving to those that don't have, giving to those that haven't worked for it. Uh, when I lived in Detroit, Jason, um, one of the big complaints from the minorities, if you would have it, the uh, predominant black society was that they couldn't get any loans. This was years ago. They said, we couldn't get any loans because you're all a bunch of racists. So in the the spirit of political correctness and anti-racism, they decided to give them loans, and now the corporations have to be bailed out by the government, which I wonder, since we do conspiracies, if this wasn't a conspiracy all along. Well, I don't know how much it has to do with uh, with a biblical conspiracy or with Christian conspiracy, but I tell you what, as the election gets closer, things are definitely starting to heat up. Uh, you've got you know McCain and Palin pulling off their gloves, so to speak. We'll see how, what that amounts to, and then uh, you've got Obama, of course. I think this Obama guy, I think that he's probably one of the most dangerous things that has come wrong, uh, around in American politics in the last 50 years. I mean, you cannot like McCain, and you cannot like Palin. You cannot like even Biden or uh, or Hillary Clinton. But I don't think anything quite this evil as as Obama is. Obama, by the way, Barack Hussein Obama. I think that uh, I think that he's. This is going to be very interesting to see what happens to our country either way. Apparently, it's going to be a very close election. And so at this, at this point, I, we have to encourage people to pray 
and to pray very hard for for this country because it seems like to me we're almost at a turning point. We're going to have some kind of uh, uh, Bill Ayers-type ideological revolution where you know Christians might not be so well accepted in this country. So it's just going to require a lot of prayer at this time. Uh, and and a lot of faith as well, and a lot of getting out there and telling people about Jesus Christ. But we live in interesting days, that's for sure. A society that uh, has put their assurance in that which has no value is now facing the results of it, Jason. Yeah, well, that's uh, uh, that's exactly right, with the dollar just being a, a... kind of a promissory note and uh and having absolutely no gold or silver backing or anything like that it's all i i heard it explained this way the other day and i'm not i'm still not sure i completely understand our money system or why they would think that it would work but uh in order for us to have any money at all we have to have lots of debt in the system and that to me is absolutely morally wrong because the bible speaks out very clearly about usury, which is any uh, type of interest rate, by the way, and it speaks out very clearly about being indebted to someone else. You know, we're not supposed to serve two masters, mammon and God, but I tell you what, if you're worried about this money and if you're wrapped up into this, uh, into uh, making money as one of the main main focuses of your life, then uh, the, <laughs> then you're in a lot of trouble, biblically speaking. So it should be interesting times, that's for sure. Well, this whole uh, attitude of stooping to political correctness and uh, helping those that uh, are less fortunate, if you would, has been has been uh, uh, stereotyped towards Christianity, and uh, or Christianity has been stereotyped to do these very things, and and yet. As what we're seeing, the prediction was we begin to give to those that do not have. And point of fact, I, I really have a hard time with mortgages in the first place, but we began to do this type of action like Fannie Mae stooping to give mortgages to uh, minorities that have that don't that don't have or cannot qualify. Yeah, which, by the yeah. way, Obama was uh, a part of uh, much of this and has his hand in the honeypot with uh, Fannie Mae. That's why Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac were bailed out first and without question. But um, well, the guy, the guy's whole career has been based on affirmative action. So why wouldn't his monetary policy and and even forcing these companies to to give subprime mortgages? Why wouldn't he do that as well? This guy, that's all this guy is about is uh, is increasing his career and and doing it when he definitely didn't deserve it with the being uh, president of the Harvard Law Review and things like that. Sure. But see, again, they're, they they expect the, they expect Christianity to accept this or to even associate this with Christianity, and these are the end results. It has not benefited the country. Uh, certainly doesn't benefit Christianity. In fact, it has been a detriment, and the truth is still the truth, and the Bible principles that have been taught in Scripture still hold true to this day. You don't take loans. You don't, uh, you don't give uh, something for nothing. You, you earn what you what you have the only thing that's free in this life and by the way it did cost somebody something that was the life of Jesus Christ but his salvation which he gives to us is free everything else even the bible teaches that the slothful man is going to suffer in winter and this is exactly what it is here you have these minority groups that have not been successful financially and it's not because of race i've lived in detroit i've lived across the country i get sick of hearing about the racism and uh you know um oh uh, what's uh, the word just slips my mind but uh i 
it's not about race. It's about laziness. It's about the willingness to work. Most are just not willing to work, and yet they expect to have the same opportunities. And that's not what the Bible teaches. You work for it. The lazy man is not going to have any respect for what he's been given. And it's not going to benefit those that have given. In fact, uh, the only way it benefits them is it's going to those that they have given the fun, or the the financial freedom to uh, freedom uh, and, and the to it has turned them into slave masters, and it's interesting that that they have not seen it. Those minority groups do not see this. They don't see that they are becoming enslaved, and they are enslaving a whole nation. And Christianity also needs to wake up to this. They need to realize, hey, this is not a this is not Bible. And churches have followed the same pattern as well. And in fact, many preachers I know right now are discouraged because, Jason, they can't seem to get a building uh, without having to go into thousands of dollars of debt. And now that their financial world is crashing, those preachers that I know that have put themselves on a line and put their church under the burden and oppression of debt, Jason, they're starting to sweat. I would imagine. Because they have put their, their hope in the almighty dollar... And now, when there is no work in the church, they're starting to worry a little bit. And testimonies are going to be besmirched. Churches are going to lose their buildings. And it's going to be an interesting time. Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely. You know, if if we lived our our lives by biblical principles in everything that we do, including whether or not we should borrow, whether or not... You know, I have had the privilege, um, Anthony, of having... Many uh, men in the past who were who were godly men who who instructed me and helped me get through get through these decisions in life that we all have to make, and uh, and I can tell you this that biblically speaking, the way to handle your finances is to realize that you're just a steward of God's money anyway, and then you don't go out and borrow and put yourself in slavery. And as a Christian, when you loan somebody something, you don't loan it with the expectation of it ever getting uh, ever getting it back, and you certainly don't put usury on your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. I'm reading a book right now, by the way. It's called Usury, and it was written back in the 1980s. I don't have it in front of me now, but I'm going to be doing a book review on that sometime here pretty quick during the corner of culture because it has taught me a lot about how this country works and about how the money works and also a lot about what God expects out of us. And one of the things he expects out of us is to not go in debt. I have went round and round and round with with good people, with Christian people who otherwise have their heads on straight, who want to get into debt, feel it's necessary to get into debt. But now you can see a lot of those guys, like maybe some of these preachers you're talking about, that are getting into trouble because they have uh, gotten into debt and they've made a promise that they couldn't pay back because of the economy and, and the state of the economy. You see, we never go through this life expecting that we're going to get a certain amount of money. And I think that uh, I've heard some some older preachers preach that that was basically what was done during the seven, uh, 60s, 70s, and maybe early 80s when all of these preachers thought that the Lord was going to come back. And, and hey, I believe in the imminent return of the Lord Jesus Christ as well, but uh, so they went and they and they financed and mortgaged all of these huge buildings, and then hey, payday came. And uh, you know, when you go against the Bible, when you go against a biblical principle, you can expect there to be some consequences. And I think this is going to be a good lesson for for believers. I really do. 
Well, I had a I have a man in our church right now, Jason. He is uh he was born and raised in Switzerland and he's been uh, he's a legal citizen now of the United States, but he said uh with the economy the way it is, he thinks that because of the pride and arrogancy of this country, he said God's just gonna have to make it a little bit harder for us to finally fall on our knees if we would even do something like that. But um, this may be what God needs to do to get Christianity to wake up because the condition of the country is based is determined on the the uh the walk of Christianity, those that love the Lord Jesus Christ, those that are God's people. I believe they determine the condition of the nation. And when Christianity has gone so far as to think that they are rich and in need of nothing, then you know that the judgment hand of God is not far behind. But uh, 1-800-433-1429 is the call-in number, folks. This is the Contenders for the Faith. I'm Pastor Anthony Grissi. Alongside me is Pastor Jason Burton of the Haven Baptist Fellowship. And we are not in the chat room at theamericanvoiceradio.com. It's AmericanVoice.com, by the way, and uh, we encourage you to support the American Voice Radio, uh, your source of alternate truth, alternative truth uh, that is not, uh, I would say, not burdened down or oppressed or controlled by mainstream media. And we want to encourage you to continue to support this great radio station. Also, on Tuesday nights at uh, 5 o'clock Pacific Coast time, Pastor Mike Hoover and uh, Keith Hoover, who uh, will be, by the way, uh, this uh, I have to announce right here on the Contenders for the Faith, will be Pastor Keith Hoover as well, as the Lord is going to be leading Keith Hoover from our church, Payson First Baptist Church, to take over the pastorate of the Cornerstone Baptist Church in Union City, Indiana. But pastors Mike Hoover and Keith Hoover will be broadcasting on Tuesday nights, and I'm watching our Skype chat room right now, and... uh, uh, Pastor Mike Hoover keeps coming on there saying that we're not the only ones uh, out here in Arizona that get to enjoy hunting. He said there's lots of deer in the state of Indiana that are willing to give up their lives for the ministry uh, or to be in the ministry is what he said. And so I just wanted to make note of that. Uh, yes, I do understand they do have great hunting out in Indiana. But I want to encourage you folks to tune in on Tuesday nights for the Bible Question and Answer Program with the Covenanters call. Uh, Pastor Mike Hoover and soon-to-be Pastor Keith Hoover. So uh, lots of exciting broadcasting here on the American Voice Radio. Jason, what I want to deal with this uh, this evening is the subject of the call of God. Here we are in today's society. As Christians, we are now facing dire straits. Not so much so right now, but soon we'll be facing even more dire straits, considering who might be in the presidency, uh, considering how our financial uh, status is going to be in this country and across the world. What is Christianity going to do? Lots of decisions are being made here. I'm pastor of a church. Jason, you're pastor of a church down in Douglas, Arizona. And we're seeing, uh, we're seeing the people in the church now start to, uh, to rethink their lives. They're starting to look at the reality of things, and now they have to make a decision. Do I stay? Do I go? I mean, what about work? How am I going to survive? Or what am I supposed to do? And uh, so I want to talk a little bit about that this evening. If you've got, uh, you've got something to add to this, folks, you can give us a call, 1-800-433-1429. But I want to talk about how to know whether or not God is calling you out. So often, Jason, uh, um, we make our decisions based on 
the uh, situation. We make our decisions based on our human reasoning. We make our situation our decisions based on uh, the survival. We make our decisions based on our desires. We make our decisions based on so many things. And the one that should be making the decisions for us is being forced into the decisions that we're making. And I believe it's we have a backwards uh, a backwards mentality towards the call of God. Oftentimes, the call of God is just associated with those that are called, supposedly, to preach. And those in the pew do not feel that they have uh, what you call a direction or a call of God themselves. After all, they're not the pastor, Jason. They're not a missionary. So they don't feel they're called of God. So they live their lives uh, according to what they see in the Bible. But the decisions they make, they usually reason them out amongst themselves. Uh, they reason them out mathematically. They reason them out based on survival situations or desire. And God is kind of set aside on a shelf. And so I just want to give encouragement to the Christians out there to search the Bible. We're supposed to be people of the book. We're supposed to be people that follow God's Word. And I want to look at some scriptures. And I want to, I want to talk a little bit about the call of God. Jason, you just recently have been called down to Douglas, Arizona. And many have come and said, they've said, why would he go to such a desolate place? Why would he go to such a hard place? Because but I, I thought been... that, well, I'll, I'll tell you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt you for a second because I'm going to tell you exactly why. Because I thought I would get rich doing it. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> and, of course, you're doing so, and uh, he's becoming a major financial uh, empire down there. In fact, right. which is now... Uh, the official language is now uh, English because of Jason. And uh, no, yeah, no. God has called you down there. Many people are confused as to why you would do take such a uh, huge step uh, to go down to the border of the United States to start a church or to be a part of a church and pastor a church. And uh, so let's talk about this. We're coming up onto the break right now, Jason. Let's talk about this in the second half of the broadcast, and let's see what God has to say. Oftentimes people say, well, you know, you can only make a decision based on where you're at. You can only make a decision based on the fact that we've got to live and survive. But I want to make something clear to you that uh, many things that we use to manipulate what we consider God's will is not necessarily found in Scripture. Or, I have to say this, cannot and should not manipulate God's perfect will. Jason? Yeah, well, that's absolutely right. My goodness. Um, you, you hear about these moochinaries that go off. And, uh, in fact, you have a book about that, don't you? Where uh, people say that they're being called to a uh, foreign field, but then it ends up that they're down there buying condos or something like that. That was, yeah. that was in the yeah. Bahamas. But, uh, you know, we could come up with example after example of people that are saying that they're called to do something. And when you look at it in reality and and uh, in light of the Word of God, you see that they're just doing it because they think that that's what would be the best thing to do. Now, I think you run a very, very strong danger of not being where the Lord wants you to be if you see have this desire and then you go do it without consulting the Lord about it. I was just talking about this the past couple Sundays in church down here. And uh, I'm, I'm anxious to, to hear what your points are on this, Pastor Anthony, because because this is something that obviously is very recent in my life and very recent in, in some, some of the lives of those in, at Pace and Person Baptist Church as well. But uh, we'll get to this after the break. This is the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast, and I'm Jason Burton. Stay tuned for the second half of the broadcast. Well, that's all. 
beloved pets have fleas or ticks, don't use toxic pesticides on your precious pets. Many items on the market can severely harm or even kill animals. Flea and Tick Be Gone is a safe, non-toxic, professional strength treatment made from natural plant sources. This fast-acting formula has been proven to quickly and effectively remove fleas, ticks, lice, and other pests from a variety of animals without the use of harmful pesticides. To get your Flea and Tick Be Gone, go to TheAmericanVoice.com and click on Superstore. That's TheAmericanVoice.com and click on Superstore. Flea and Sick Be Gone, a terrific value, safe and effective, economically priced for your priceless pet. Can your family survive a food shortage lasting two weeks, six months, or maybe longer? Sound far-fetched? We live in precarious times. There is an ever-increasing possibility of food shortages caused by terrorist attacks, natural disasters, truck strikes, or monetary collapse. You owe it to yourself and family to prepare, and you can by getting a supply of our long-storing, freeze-dried, and dehydrated foods. Our foods are time-tested to store for decades, require a minimum of time and energy to prepare while maintaining superior nutritional value, freshness, and taste. Our foods were designed for the space program and are in constant use today by our own nuclear submarine service. Contact the Freeze Dry Guy today at Freeze Dry Guy at Landset.com. That's Freeze Dry Guy at L A N S E T.com or call 530-265-8333. 530-265-8333. And let them know you heard it on American Boys Radio. Dehydration is an agonizing way to die. Why put you or your family through this agony? When for just $35, you can learn how to have healthy water for the next 100 years. DoomsdayWaterFilter.com is where your water answer is found. This incredible filter is nearly indestructible, 100% gravity-fed, and is a three-stage all-natural filter system that can convert most any questionable lake, river, or creek water into healthy, drinkable water. Water that could save your life. Learn more at DoomsdayWaterFilter.com. Our $35 step-by-step how-to DVD will teach you everything you need to know to build your own Doomsday Water Filter with materials found in almost any hardware store. When all other water filters fail, the Doomsday Water Filter will prevail. That's that's DoomsdayWaterFilter.com. Because without water, you die. Yeah. 
Well, welcome back to the Contenders for the Faith radio broadcast. I'm Pastor Jason Burton down here in Douglas, Arizona at Haven Baptist Fellowship. And in the big squeaky chair at uh, home headquarters up there in Payson, Arizona, is Pastor Anthony Garissi. And, uh, of course, Payson First Baptist Church up there, he is the pastor of... And uh, we appreciate Pastor Mike Hoover chatting with us. And the chat room's down right now, folks, for the the American Voice. But keep checking in there. Frank's working on it, and he is an excellent, excellent, uh, uh, well, never mind. Um, anyway, that's the AmericanVoice.com. When you get in there, click on chat room, and as soon as he has that up, we'll let you know. I'm sure he'll instant message us, And uh, but you need to be checking on that yourself. But anyway, we're talking about tonight whether or not we, uh, no, I'm sorry, we're talking about tonight how we can know the will of God when it comes to moving, when it comes to time to maybe pack up everything and move across country or to take a position of of, of leadership at a church or something like that. Now, Pastor Anthony, I'm going to hand the show over to you right now because you get to introduce the guest that is on the phone. You know, you know I mean, we have been uh, for uh, we've been broadcasting for two years. You know, two years, over two years, I think. And uh, we've been putting out our call-in number one eight hundred four three three one four two nine for for the whole time. All these years that we've been on the air, we've been doing the same call-in number. We've been asking for callers, and uh, we've been dealing with hot topics, controversial subjects. And here we finally get a caller, and of all things, it's my mother-in-law. Yes, my mother-in-law is waiting online to talk to us on the show. You think you think that you know we'd have the president calling, but no, we got something, someone more important than that. My mother-in-law. So hey, hey, uh, it's 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 just your mother-in-law. Answer the the call, man. It's yeah, okay. I, Be a man. Man up. You can do it. No, I have I have faith in you. Up. I just I just don't understand why. You know, <laughs> I can't even get away from my mother-in-law on the air. You know, I I, I married my wife. I kicked her out of our church, send her off to another state, and, you know, everything's okay, have a radio show, and my mother-in-law still calls. All okay. right, welcome to okay, the show. Okay, now wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. How else were, can I ever talk to my again. son-in-law? He hangs up on me when I call his his church number. <laughs> I have to get a hold of him somewhere. Wow. Hey, now, it's, it's, uh, now, did you come on the show right now so that I can help you and your son-in-law maybe repair the relationship difficulties that you're having? No. Of course, Pastor Mike's listening, so I wouldn't feel out of place doing that. But anyway, go ahead. Do you want All to right, hear my over. hate? This, 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 this is an hatefulness hour. This is hatefulness hour. It's uh, not hatefulness hour. And I called in my hate, and it's not hatefulness hour. Oh, wait, it's, you know what? Because you called in, it is now hatefulness hour. <laughs> I heard hatefulness hour, and I thought, I have a hate. I'm going to call it in. And then it wasn't the right hour. Yeah, oh, well. I hate it when I call the wrong time. <laughs> well, at least you didn't call in to order a pizza. No. Do you want to hear my hate? Is it related to the topic? It's related to Obama. Okay, sounds good. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> My hate is that I hate anti-Americans who mask themselves as Christians and think that Obama is the answer to our problems. That's all I wanted to say. Well, thank you so much. 
absolutely. No, that's great. That's wonderful. That's on topic. We were talking about politics a little earlier. Yes, and that's and, what uh, I heard. And then by the time I got on the phone, it was a long time I had to wait. <laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> okay. All right, you guys just go right on. Okay. I won't bother you again. <laughs> no problems. Bye. I, no, I we appreciate the call. Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, hey, that's a, that's an excellent hate, and uh, we'll we'll have to bring it back up again. Come hatefulness hour, eh? Yeah. Well, that's a nice way to say. Come on, call screener. <laughs> uh, tell you what. Who's the guy manning the buttons over there in uh, uh, American Voice Radio? Let my mother-in-law on, no less. And then she comes on with a hate for a hatefulness hour. Uh, you know what? I should have ended the call with this. I love you, Mom. Yes, that's what I should have done. So there, on live radio, I love you, Mom. Okay, back to the subject. <sighs> <laughs> One eight hundred four three three one four two nine is the call in number, and uh, anyone else can call besides my mother in law. And uh, you've got uh, you got a challenge in relation to the topic of the hour. In fact, if you just absolutely disagree with us, we welcome your call. You give us a call one eight hundred four three three one four two nine. We're talking about the call of God, the call of God on one's life, not just being a pastor, not called to the mission field, if you would, but. God giving direction to those of us who don't feel that we're supposed to be behind a pulpit. God giving direction to those of us who are just uh, raising families, just surviving in this life. Does God give a call to you? And how does he do it? How do you know when it's time to leave? How do you know when it's time to go? The Bible says this, Jason, and I've got to read this because uh, I hear this often. Well, you know, that's for the pastors. That's for the missionaries. And, you know, we, you, you don't understand our plight. We're trying to survive. We've got to work for a living, so on, so forth, blah, blah, blah. But I want you to make something clear here. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says this, I, therefore, the prisoner of the Lord, beseech you that you walk worthy of the vocation wherewith you are called. This passage in Ephesians chapter 4, in context, Jason, is not just to the ministers. This isn't to a, a group of apostles. This isn't to a group of pastors or bishops. This is to the church at Ephesus, which God has uh, uh, preserved, supernaturally preserved, throughout the generations, so that it would be put in our hands today, it's so that it would be available for us today as believers, not just ministers, but as believers and the Lord Jesus Christ, God has explained and made clear that we all have been called onto a vocation. We all have a direction that God has given us, and it is our responsibility to walk as close to our Heavenly Father to know exactly where to go and to know when God is calling and to know what to do when God has called us to a place. There are several things that uh, I want to bring up, Jason, and uh, but I'd like you just to give briefly, just tell us, give us your testimony as to why you feel that God has called you, how you knew that God called you down to Douglas. And then we're going to get into the scriptures, and I want to look at point by point uh, how to know whether you have the call of God on you. Well, I'll be honest. Uh, I'll be honest with you. It's a little difficult to tell how you uh, to tell those who have not had the call upon them exactly what it is that causes you to, to have the call. You know, it started out by you receiving a call from somebody down here who wanted 
wanted you to send somebody down to preach to them. And so that's why I ended up coming down here. But it was through a process of, of a great deal of prayer. And I know a great deal of prayer of those uh, men of God that I know as well who prayed for us that we would make the decision that God would have us make. We we had a great deal of prayer. We came down several times to uh, see if there was anything that perhaps we were missing as far as what the situation was down here. And we relied on the Lord to give us peace as to whether or not we should come down here. I've had a lot of people tell me before, oh, you, you can't be called to preach. That's that's nowhere in the Bible. I was telling you this a little bit before the show. Um, but I can tell you that that person that thinks that obviously has not been called to preach. Now, a lot of times we want to reach out on our own. In fact, I've done this at times in my life, uh, especially with working with state parks. i tell you what, I'll, I'll be honest with you, uh, Anthony, that I have never had a more fun job in my life, one that more suited my skills and the things that I have prepared for in my entire life than being a state park ranger. But you know what? As much fun as that was, as much as that was suited to my abilities and to my desires, that did not make it the will of God um, for me to be down there. And I think that one thing people need to do that they probably don't do enough before they leave for some place they think they're called is to pray and fast and beg the Lord for direction uh, uh, to go somewhere. Because I was I was talking to somebody who who was called to preach, and I was telling him the other day. I said, I said, if you're called out somewhere and you're going somewhere, take how hard you think it is, multiply it by four. And then take that and multiply it by infinity, and then you might start to have an idea of of how difficult it can be at times when you're when you're going out to be a pastor. And uh, that's my that's my testimony on on the whole thing is that it was through a great deal of prayer and a great deal of confirmation from those other other men of God that are that were around me that this was what the Lord had for us. But uh, it didn't come easy, and it wasn't necessarily our our greatest desire to tell you the truth. Because you can't go um, now. Now, obviously, your desire to do what God wants you to do will be will come into effect. But I did. I had never thought. Wow, maybe Douglas, Arizona, is where the Lord wants me to go. Until. We heard about the need down here, and I didn't come down here because of the need. I came down here because of after a great deal of prayer and after a great deal of supplication, asking the Lord to direct us. We were able to de- discern and determine the Lord's will. Okay, let's uh, let's look at several things. I appreciate that testimony, by the way. Uh, one thing that we've got to clarify is what the call of God is not manipulated by. See, I asked this question to many people, Jason, and I asked it to you as well. Uh, I brought this question to you just like I bring it to everyone that decides to make a move, decides to make a decision. They come to me uh, and they want to know what I think about it. I always ask them this question. Is this what God wants you to do? Well, a lot of times that freezes people up, doesn't it? I mean, because they don't necessarily... Yeah, but believe it or not, a lot of times it does freeze them up for about a second, and then they bring this answer to me. Oh, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is, this is it. This is what God wants me to do. And what I don't do, and I'm beginning to do more and more so, because now I, 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 I'm, I, I'm getting a little more experience. And I'm starting to, to see the pattern uh, uh, that uh, uh, God uses 
and calling a man out. I'm starting to see it more and more so. I saw my father-in-law get called out. I, my dad has been called to the ministry. Uh, Pastor Brian Keaton out in um, uh, Brownsburg, Indiana. Uh, Keith Hoover, uh, my brother-in-law, called out. You getting called out. Uh, my other brother-in-law got uh, called out of our church not just uh, not too long ago. But I'm seeing a pattern here, and I'm now beginning to realize that there are more questions that need to be asked, not just... Do you believe this is what God wants you to do? Because I hear this answer so many times. Yes, I believe it. But I should be asking now, how much prayer have you spent in regards to this issue? Yes. Uh, and again, I hear this answer when, uh, when, when I bring this up, Jason. Uh, it's, well, I've been praying about it, and I feel that this is the decision that God wants us to make. And a lot of times, Jason... They don't spend more than a minute praying because in their normal life, they don't give God more than five minutes a day, if that, in their prayer life. But they think about it every once in a while. They, make, they, 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 put, a little, they put a little mind to it, and they decide, well, this has got to be it. They've reasoned it, and they've gotten the answers mathematically. They've gotten the answer through their, their own uh, uh, understanding, and they just assume that because they've figured it out through their own understanding that that must be God's plan. The third thing I need to be asking, Jason, is this. Does the Word of God support the decision that you are making right now? You see, because if the Word of God does not support the decision you are making, if the Word of God is not supporting this that you say God is approving of, then brethren, I can only come to this simple conclusion, and that is that you have received something that is extra-biblical. You have received something that is not coming from God's Word, which means that the Jehovah's Witnesses must be right, Jason, and the Mormon Church must be right, and the Catholic Church must be right, and the Charismatic Church must be right. They all must be right because they all claim the same thing that many brethren claim themselves, and that is extra-biblical revelation. If your decision that you're making is not supported in Scripture, and I, 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 I know you're going to say, well, it's not all black and white, but I want you to understand it is all black and white when it comes to the Word of God. Literally speaking, no pun intended. <laughs> the point is, it has to be backed up and supported by this book. Otherwise, don't sit there and call the Mormon church liars when they claim extra-biblical revelation. All right, no, I do. Questions. Okay, I've, I've got to interrupt you because we've got a little bit of a uh, um, uh, breaking news. You can go on the chat room right now. That's at theamericanvoice.com. Give yourself a pseudonym, and you can log in. It looks like there's still a little bit, uh, a little bit of difficulty with it, but it looks like we can chat now. And so right. you can go to there to theamericanvoice.com and get on there. Perfect. All right. So you ask these questions to yourself now. There's some things that must be established, and we'll probably have to take this into the next show, Jason, but these things must be established, first of all, first and foremost. And I like what you had to say as far as the need is concerned, but the need does not manipulate God's call. The need does not manipulate God's call. Now, most people, when you use the word manipulate, especially in association with God, they'll say that man cannot manipulate God, and they'll all agree with it. And yet, oftentimes I see missionaries come with this same, this same argument, or the same testimony, Jason, and that is, well, <clears throat> uh, I saw that in Los Angeles there are over three million people that have not heard the gospel, and therefore... Uh, I know that God wants me there. I want you to understand, believers, that the need does not necessitate the call, motivate, or manipulate the call. And this oftentimes is what has put many believers in the, in, into traps 
and it's discouraged them because they've gone because of a need, and when they could not fulfill what they felt should have been fulfilled, they become discouraged and get burned out, and they say, God, why me? When in point of fact, they were never called in the first place. But let's look at the Word of God. Let's work, look at the Word of God. Acts chapter 16, a simple illustration in Scripture, Jason. The Bible says in verse 3, Him would Paul have to go forth with him, and took and circumcised him because of the Jews which were in those quarters, for they knew all that his father was a Greek. And as they went through the cities, they delivered them the decrees for to keep that were ordained to the apostles and elders which were at Jerusalem. Now look at verse 5 of Acts chapter 16. And so were the churches established in the faith and increased in number daily. Here Paul is going out into the mission field, if you would. And verse 6, And now when they had gone throughout Pergia and the region of Galatia, and were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. After they were come to Mysia, they assayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Understand with me that the Apostle Paul and Timothy or Barnabas and, 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 and John, or Silas and John Mark, these men that Paul traveled with, they went out into the mission field and they wanted to go to Asia. But the Bible says the Holy Spirit of God forbid them. They also wanted to go to this place uh, called Bithynia. And the Bible says they assayed to go. The word assayed means examined and tested, proved. These men put prayer and time and research into going into these certain areas, Jason, with the understanding that the need was there for the gospel of Christ. And the Holy Spirit of God said, no, you're not going. They were forbidden to go. You see, because the call of God is not manipulated or necessitated by the, the need. And one thing must be clear as well. It's not manipulated or necessitated by your needs as well. Oftentimes we determine the call of God based on what we feel we need. And when people come to me, Jason, and say, well, there's a need for a pastor, or there's a need for this, there's a need here and here, I want you to understand that's not, that, that is not satisfactory argument for me into saying, well, that must be God's direction for you. No, because there, a need does not, there is a need does not mean that that's where God wants you to be. I want to hear from you. God wants me there because he said, go. And I know beyond a shadow of a doubt it's supported in Scripture. All the puzzle pieces have been put into place. I have peace in my heart. The Spirit of God is saying, go, and I go. You see what I'm saying? Uh, many Christians today, they get this idea, Jason, and you can understand this, I can understand this, especially since we're in the ministry, we have this idea that, well, you know, we have these abilities, we have these talents, and they're not being used, and we need to be used, or we need to be, we need to be appreciated, if you would. I like to use that, <laughs> even though most people, won't, most people won't admit to that. Right, so say, right. I need this, I need to go here, I need to be here. The need is there, that must mean that that's where God wants me to be. There's another passage in Scripture that I must bring out, and I know we've got a few minutes left, Jason, but the Bible says this in Numbers chapter 16. There rose up before Moses, certain of the children of Israel, in verse 2, 250 princes of the assembly, famous in the congregation, men of renown, and they gathered themselves together against Moses and against Aaron, and said unto them, Ye take too much upon you, seeing all the congregation are holy, every one of them. Uh, and, and the Lord is among them. Wherefore then lift ye up yourselves above the congregation of the Lord. These princes of Korah, they came to Moses and they said, Look, we are men of renown, we are men of ability, and we are holy and set apart just like you. You're taking too much upon you.
They're saying, we need to be where you're at. That's what they wanted to do. And in fact, Moses said, this is what God says, you're taking too much upon you. Many believers feel they need more, they need to be in a place, they need to be somewhere where they can be appreciated, or their talents can be used, or their abilities can be used. And in actuality, they're doing exactly what Cora is doing, Jason, in the fact that they're taking too much upon themselves, as the Bible says. They're taking more than what God had intended for them to have in the first place, and they're determining God's call based on what they feel they need. And the Bible says that they make light, and this is usually where it comes down to. In fact, if you go down to Numbers chapter 16, verse 9, Moses said, Moses said unto uh, these men of Korah, he said, Seemeth it but a small thing unto you that the God of Israel hath separated you from the congregation of Israel to bring you near to himself and to do the service of the tabernacle of the Lord? These men of Korah, they wanted to be priests. They wanted to be in the thick of the ministry, Jason. And point of fact, Moses said, you're making light of the position God has put you in in the first place. You feel that because you're men of renown, because you have these talents, you are men of abilities, you think that you can have what God had not intended for you to have in the first place. Because you have these needs, you feel that this is God's direction for your life. And and they were making light in all this. They were actually saying what God has put us, where God has put us, is not – it's not big enough. We need more. Well, and and – I, that is certainly one of the difficulties. Um, now, something that can't be ignored, though, and I don't know, maybe you could touch on it a little bit, is the fact that I, I I can be honest with you, and I did not, that was not my feeling, and that was not my desire at Payson First Baptist. My big problem was I saw a lot of needs, and I saw a lot of places where I could have been used, not not because of, of my abilities, but but because there were a lot of needs out there, and it was always my desire to almost jump at every opportunity. Uh, and, in fact, you know of several opportunities I had before this one came up that we eventually turned down on wise counsel from our pastor. Mm-hmm. Well, see, and, and, and okay, but you, you still you bring up the same thing, and that's the needs. Whether you feel like the needs yes. need to be fulfilled or you feel like your needs need to be fulfilled, the point is, is we're using needs to manipulate God's call. Certainly, or certainly. To, to necessitate God's call. And point of fact, God's call is not manipulated or necessitated by the need. God may fulfill the need. God sees the need. We know he sees the need. And God oftentimes fulfills the need. And sometimes he doesn't fulfill the so-called need. Sometimes he determines that that's not the need. Uh, that is not a need at all. Or he determines that that need will not be met. God can do that. He is a sovereign God. But his decisions are not based just solely upon the need. And in today's society, Jason, these are things that have to be established in our Christian walk. Is God calling you there? Is this what God wants for you to do? And what scripture verse are you using to support this decision that you're making? Is God speaking to you, brethren? All right, folks. There's the music, which means this show is just about over. It's the Contenders for the Faith. We'll see you next week. God bless you and good night.
American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. ABR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
All right, welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen to AVR. And it is my live show tonight on October 12, 2005. And we do have a new distiller available, like you heard on the commercial. And it's faster than um, the same model that we did sell. So instead of like five and a half hours, it only takes um, three and a half to do about approximately a gallon of water. It may be, I don't know, three and a half liters, something like that. So... But it's about a gallon, and uh, it's a lot faster than our old distiller. And I believe it's only $10 more than than our old one that took five and a half hours. So that's a wonderful thing. And we have one of the old ones, and we have one of the new ones, and they're both great. Uh, of course, you know, we enjoy having our water purified a lot faster than, you know, the old one, so instead of taking five and a half hours, it only takes three and a half to do the same amount of water. And like I said, it's only $10 more than the one that took a lot longer to make distilled water. So check that out and look at um, that in our superstore and on our banner and listen to the commercial and all that. And then we have our great deal on sulfur still available that I've talked about on my show before and... Um, you know, the more you order of the organic sulfur, the more you save. And for anybody that orders two or more pounds, you're going to save $5 per pound on the organic sulfur. And the more you order at one time, the more you save on shipping. And if you order four pounds at a time, you also receive, while supplies last, a free LED light bulb, which is currently going for around ten dollars nine ninety nine or something like that on amazon dot com so it's a great deal, and people are taking advantage of that like I say it's only while the supplies last on those l e d light bulbs so when we can no longer send them out, you know we run out of them we're not going to be able to do that, but it's been going on for a while now um the l e d light bulbs have with an order of four or more pounds of the organic sulfur. So be sure and take advantage of that like a lot of people are doing. And, um, you know, most people do not order just one pound, although sometimes we do have those. And it could be new people. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so we have a great deal, and it's better than than most that you'll see out there for the organic sulfur as far as the price goes. I think we have a really great deal, and we don't make you order two pounds at a time like a lot of people do. You know, they'll make you order at a minimum order of two pounds at a time. So it's up to you. If you just want to order one, it's fine with us. You'll just save a lot more money and, and get a better deal, you know, on shipping and on the actual sulfur if you order more than one pound at a time. So I was reading an article to you last week about 10 ways to make money on your land. 
by Anita Evangelista, and I did not finish that, and so I'm going to do that now. I'm going to get back into that article and then get into some other related information tonight. And this is from a site that I like a lot. It's It's got a lot of good information for people that are into preparedness and living off the grid and survival, you know, type stuff and homesteading and things like that. So you can check that out. It's at backwoodshome.com, backwoodshome.com. And so this is going to be 10 Ways to Make Money on Your Land by Anita Evangelista. Um, And when you look for articles, you just can go to Features. That's listed at the top left of the page. Uh, Under Features, you can just see the, it says Home Page Current Issue and then Article Index. So you can go to the current issue of Backwoods Home Magazine and you can just click on that to go to the current issue. And then under that is the Article Index where they have all their articles archived, and there's a lot of them. And they have some really good stuff there, so I highly recommend, you know, downloading these articles and saving them to your hard drive because they would be great information to have on hand when everything hits the fan and before then, you know, to familiarize yourself with with what they say. And, and then under that is the author index. So if you find an author that you like that wrote other articles you enjoyed, you can go look for their name and see what else they've written at backwoodshome.com. And they do have uh, a newsletter and, and recipes and um, a home energy section and all kind of stuff. So um, they have a general store apparently too. I haven't really checked much of that out, but I do enjoy their articles and their website. So so this is 10 Ways to Make Money on Your Land by Anita Evangelista. So we heard about last week, you know, that it would be good to make a personalized plan and, you know, to decide on what are you going to do. Are you going to sell products? items you make, build, improve, develop, grow, or produce to provide a good that buyers need or want, or what can you do skills-wise? Can you teach um, others how to do what you already know how to do? Um, So you need to make a little plan and write these things down, keep a notebook, you know, on hand, and that way all the time, if you have a notebook with you in your car, your vehicle or whatever, at work, if you work away from home, you know, on your desk or wherever, wherever you're at, um, you know, keep a notebook and a pen or whatever handy. And that way, when you have good ideas before they, you know, leave your thoughts, you can write them down about this and whatever you'd like to to do. So... You know, you can write down what products you might have that you could sell or build or improve upon or maybe invent or what skills you have. Um, And these are, you know, your knowledge or maybe skills you would like to develop in order to learn how to do things that a lot of other people are going to need to do in the days to come when everything does hit the fan 
or maybe even before then, maybe people like us that listen to AVR and that are on AVR, maybe, you know, people like that know it's going to get bad soon and, you know, maybe there's no electricity soon or we don't have the Internet, you know, and all these different things that are going to happen. And so people that have skills that will be needed at those times, maybe you can work on teaching others before that happens things that will help them to live and to survive and to have a better life, you know, to have the things they need, um, different things like that. And then services or actions you can carry out to serve the needs or wants of other people. Some services are simple manual tasks that potential buyers just don't want to do or can't do on their own. And others require more complex skills, combining skill and service in one swoop. So every step in the process of building your profit system can also be rewarding and satisfying in its own way. And so these steps I talked about last week, and I'm just kind of going over again a little, um, they are good steps to plan for, you know, if you want to do this, to have your own business or to make some money on the side or whatever. And so these steps will take you closer and closer to your goal to do that. So know your land, they say, to make up a map to draw your land outside, you know. And they say to get some graphic paper or a piece of poster board and examine and measure out your available space and draw out your property outlines and include everything outside, basically, and where the sun falls, the sunlight and all that, you know, where there's shade and wind and um, different things like that. And they say here that this will be your basic tool for the rest of your progress. So make this detailed enough that you can close your eyes and visualize the layout readily. And if you're going to grow things or raise animals or whatever, breed animals or whatever, outside, they did rabbits, for example. They bred rabbits. Um, so they say, imagine where you could tuck in small cages, planters, or tools. Um, write out your skills and here... Um, the author, Anita Evangelista, says that simpler and more complex than it appears as far as writing out your skills, those abilities you take for granted, like changing the oil in your vehicle, playing clarinet, training dogs, identifying garden herbs, baking bread from scratch, typing 70 words per minute, and so forth. And these are not free goods. Each skill that you have developed took you time and effort to acquire. And your time and existing skills all do have value. So part of earning money on your land includes accepting the reality that you are allowed to profit from what you know. Don't stop listing your skills until you have at least 15 skills on your list. 15. Most people can list over 40 skills if they think about it for a while. It helps also to consider how much you'd have to pay someone else to do the particular action, too. It might seem easy to replace your house's plastic water pipes, but if you had to hire a plumber to do the same work, you'd realize how valuable that skill is. And then the third step is write down specific benefits of your area. You know, notice... 
that what kind of businesses already flourish in your area and observe and acknowledge the features of your region that can promote business development. Take a walk around your neighborhood, you know, and decide, you know, what kind of businesses are there? What's the income level? You know, are they rich people? Are they... um, you know, medium, moderate income people, um, or is it people that don't have as much money? Observe the income level, upscale, moderate, downscale, and what people seem to want. If you supply something people want, you'll be able to sell whatever you produce. Don't try to duplicate existing businesses. Create something better, cheaper, or easier to acquire. Maybe it's a better quality than what others are offering, you know. Um, or maybe it's something that you can offer for less money than others and or make it easier for the customer to acquire it from you. Um, maybe you can offer things that they can't find in your area that they can only go online to order, you know, or something like that. Keep in mind that some elements might be uncomfortable in other settings and, you know, like high population density, if a lot of people live there, like you live in a city or something, that can be a plus because you'll have more potential customers available due to that. And then write down specific limitations of your area. Weather is often a limiting factor in developing income plans, like you can't grow fruit outdoors in Maine in the winter time, for example. If you live an hour's drive from the nearest town, that will limit access from potential buyers. If you live in a gated community, it will be challenging for potential buyers to meet you spontaneously. This step helps you keep a realistic attitude about your plans, although you may, you know, be able to do something about that. And depending on, you know, if you're out in the boonies or something, people may want to come out to where you live. It just depends Um, if they're coming out there for a reason, like to learn how to, to milk goats or to milk cows or to, you know, have cows, cattle, and goats, and raise them and breed them and all these things. Um, Or, you know, you have a bed and breakfast, or you're going to offer a place for people to stay overnight or something on your property. Um, So they may want to actually come out and get away from it all, you know. Um, Or maybe you have a garden you can offer them or barter with them even. Um, so they may want to take a drive out to where you live, or, hey, you could sell it at the farmer's market in your area, sell it at the flea market, sell it at the grower's market if your area has one of those, you know, if you are growing things. So these are different things. If you do live ways out or you want to get closer to the people that you're selling these things to, then you could do that. You could... um you could have a thing where you can deliver even in places around here do that. Maybe not exactly where we live necessarily, but, you know, you can look online and find farmers and so on that grow things, and then they'll deliver um, a box full of things they grow to people, you know, and a lot of times people will pay up front, you know, so that the farmer can get the seeds or whatever they need to grow these things, and then, you know, you're kind of helping them out in that way, and then when everything's ready, you know, they'll deliver you a box of 
whatever it is that they're growing, you know, a variety of things, and, you know, they can kind of tailor it to you. You could you could do something like that and deliver it to people. Um, you could go get food for people from area restaurants and deliver it. You could be a personal shopper. These are just ideas I'm thinking of. You could be a personal shopper for people. That's a definite need for a lot of people that maybe are too busy to go shopping. They don't want to deal with going shopping. They don't have the time. They'd just rather have someone else do it for them. Maybe they're elderly or disabled, and maybe they don't drive or whatever. They don't have a car. Their car's, you know, not operable right now. Things like that. So, you know, you could have a business going and picking up things for other people at the grocery store or wherever it is, you know, running errands for them. You could take their dry cleaning to to get cleaned. You could take their clothes to a laundromat. There's all kind of things you could do for people, services you could offer. You could clean houses for a living and be your own boss doing that and make, you know, decent money. A lot of people make really good money doing that. So these are just some ideas that I thought of just off the top of my head without thinking of it ahead of time. So there's all different ways to make money. You could, you know, you could just provide a service in your area that nobody else is providing or do it better than them or whatever the case may be. And so write down how you want to live in one year, two years, and five years. And this author says, our goal was to work at home to make the land we lived on a place of profit as well as a place to sleep, truly a homestead. We wanted to raise our children in a safe environment and produce the majority of our own food. Our plan was to acquire a two-story house paid off in a rural setting that was both productive and pretty, and that's where we landed only four short years after we began working toward that goal. We were not interested in having a huge income or in amassing IRAs, individual retirement accounts, but you might be, although, I don't know. I don't believe in that kind of thing uh, because I think they'll just end up stealing it from you, and I say get your money out of the bank and, you know, credit unions, et cetera, because I do think that time is coming and, you know, they're going to be stealing people's pensions and bank accounts and all that, and they do not have the money there to back up what you have in there anyway. So, and, and the people that have the most money are the ones that are, you know, stand to get their money back versus people that don't have as much money in the bank. But, hey, they could steal their money too. And the whole FSLIC and FDIC and all that, like I say, they just, they barely have anything compared to the amount of money that, you know, people have put in their bank accounts, et cetera. So there's no way that they can pay out all that money to people if something were to happen and, you know, whatever happens, the bank fails or something. So, and then we have that instead of... um uh, I can't think of the word for it, but we know that they have already said, you know, that they're going to take people's money. It's basically their money when you put your money in the bank now or whatever, um, that they're, they're going to be able to access that like it's theirs. And the same thing with 
safe deposit boxes and all that. So we'll be back in a little while and find out more about how to make money on your own land right after this. Don't go anywhere. Boom, 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 boom. I'm going to shoot you right down at all your feet. Take you home with me. Would you in my house? Boom, 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 boom. Talking to me, that baby talk. I like it like that. When you talk like that, you knock me dead. That all my feet. How, 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 how. in my ear Tell me she love me I love that talk That baby talk She knocked me dead Right off my feet How, 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 how Yeah, yeah My baby
foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to Wichita Homeless. Or simply call 316-619-4886. Since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought it. Nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific.
show tonight on Monday, October 12, 2015, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and check out all the different ways to listen there, and you can join us in the chat room, which is very easy to find and to get in there and just you just have to, you know, give us your email address, pick a username and a password, and, you know, just go in there, put your username and your password in there, and and you'll be in the room in no time, and you can join us in there. So there's a bunch of people in there now. And so I'm giving you some ways to make money on your land, and I started this article last week, so I'm just kind of going over a little bit of it that I that I got into last week and then skipping ahead to the additional stuff that I wasn't able to cover due to time. So this is 10 ways to make money on your land. It is from a site that I really like. I think it's a good site to bookmark. It's called backwoodshome.com, and that's back, B-A-C-K, woods, W-O-O-D-S, home, H-O-M-E, backwoods with an S, home.com. And you can just look for the article index right there. Uh, It's like the third thing listed, the clickable links on the left-hand menu near the top of the page there under Features. You can also click on the home page or the current issue, previous issues, etc. Lots of other stuff is listed there, recipes and so on. So, um, So I'm getting back into this article about ways to make money on your own land. Um, and, and I'm also thinking of additional ways to make money, too. So not necessarily, you know, making people come to where you live to or whatever, but just ways to make money. But that's what the article is about by Anita Evangelista or Evangelista, whatever. So we talked about... Um, you know, writing down all these different things and um, your goals and your skills and what would you like to do? Would you like to sell products? 
would you like to resell products? You know, you could buy new or used or both uh, things that people desire to have and, and resell those. Be a reseller, be a picker, some people call it. Um, you've heard of the show American Pickers and all the other shows that are out there, Storage Wars. There's people that buy storage units when people, you know, don't pay their bill or stuff like that. There's people that, you know, go to auctions, flea markets, garage sales, thrift stores. Um, I'm trying to think some others. Um, Estate sales. All kinds of different ways to find things. You could go look for things, you know, to sell and, and get a route established and you know, instead of maybe selling them from your own land or your own property, you could go, you know, make a list of people, um, you know, once you start selling things and um, maybe, you know, drive around and, and have a whole lot of things in the back of your truck or a trailer or both, for instance, or the back of your car, if you have a car where you have a lot of room or whatever, Um and, and develop a route like that. You could develop a route to go buy things that way too, you know, and go to the same, you know, thrift stores or whatever it is, wherever it is that you can find things that people want that are very marketable and you can get, you know, a decent price or a really good deal on them and then, you know, look on eBay, for example, and go to Advanced on eBay, you know, once you get to eBay.com. If you want to check out the prices that things are selling for, you can just go to eBay.com, which I'm going to do right now. eBay. It's already in here, so. Um, so just go to eBay.com. And I'm waiting for this laptop to get there. Okay, here we go. Okay, now. Once you get to ebay.com, this is just me. It's not from the article. I'm just telling you a way. I've done this before on my show, you know, recently, but I'll do it again. Um, it's real simple. If you want to see what the price of things are going for, you're not going to want to just go look for the prices people are selling them for because that's not going to, I mean, you could do that, but professional people that are pickers and are resellers, they don't they don't really do that. What they do is they go to the advanced section of eBay. And if you look where it says eBay at the top, their logo, and then it says shop by category, and there's a little drop down, you know, there's an arrow there, shop by category. You don't, don't bother with that. Then there's a box, a search box there. Don't bother with that. Then there's all categories and another little arrow. And then next to that it says search. Okay, to the right of search there, you'll see where I'm talking about. That's where it says advanced. They don't make it easy to find, honestly. They don't put a big, you know, a big advanced. It's just like little font, little text, advanced. Um, and uh, when you mouse over it, it'll turn blue because it's a clickable link. So look for that advance. It's at the top right of the page on ebay.com, okay? At the head of the page, top right, advanced. Click there. And then you'll get to the advanced search. That's where you want to be. This would be a good thing to bookmark, 
Okay, you could even make it your home page for eBay if you wanted, or an additional bookmark for eBay. Okay, and that way you don't have to fool around looking for where that little advanced is. You just go right to this. You could uh, put it on your desktop easily and make a shortcut to this page. So then you get to here. It says eBay Advanced Search, find items, enter keywords or item number. So then in the top box there, you put in you put in the words of what you want to know the value. Like you want to know what it sold for on eBay, and this is going to give you what this sold for on eBay in the last 90 days. Okay, that's what this advanced search is going to tell you. It's not going to tell you what people are asking for items. It's going to say what people are paying, have paid for particular items in the last 90 days. That way you get a good idea of what things are worth, what, what to ask for if you have things to sell or you want to look for things to resell. Maybe you already have items to sell, etc. And I'm not even talking about necessarily selling them on eBay, although a lot of people do that and make good money. But there's other places to sell them too. Like I said, you can establish a route in your area, your neighborhood. Maybe you have friends or neighbors that would be interested in buying things from you, coworkers, whatever. Yeah, you know. Um, so. There's Craigslist. There's lots of different places. There's your community papers, your free um, places to advertise. A lot of communities have things like that or very low-cost ways to advertise. Craigslist is free, so you can advertise there for free. And you could advertise things that you have for sale. A lot of people are making money on the side or doing this as their sole business to make money, too just reselling things and, and finding things and finding people that want those things and then reselling them. Or maybe they're, they may advertise that they can help people that are looking for certain products. You know, maybe you'll put an ad and, and let them know. You'll look for what, what they want and maybe they don't have time to go looking for it, you know. So you can be a picker in, in that manner. Um, maybe you have a collection of things or you've, you know, bought things over the years that people are high, highly desirous to have and, you know, you can provide that for them. So, anyway, to find the amount of money that things have sold for in the last 90 days on eBay, you go to the eBay Advanced Search and then it says Find Items. Enter keywords or item number. That's where you're going to, I wouldn't put a lot of words in there. I'd put the least number of words probably. For instance, I just bought two cast iron pans. I got both of them for $10 each, which I thought was a good deal, a really good deal. Um, and one of them is highly desirable. Well, they both are, but one of them is even more so because of the brand name, and it's an old cast iron frying pan uh, by Griswold. So, for instance, I typed in Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and the number 10, because that was the number on the frying pan, and then I just typed in cast iron pan, okay, because the more words you put in there, 
the least amount of searches will probably come up. So you do, you just want to put the minimum thing, you know, but you want to describe the item too. So you don't want to just put cast iron frying pan. I mean, you could do that, but if you have a certain one or you want to, like Griswold, for example, is one that people really desire to have. So if you want to know the ones that sell for the most amount of money for that particular brand of Griswold, then that this would be something you could do, whether or not you already own an actual Griswold cast iron pan or not. If you want to just see the ones that go for the most money, you could just type in Griswold cast iron pan. But I put the number 10 in there too because that's what the frying pan that I happened to find had on the back of it. So so you put that in. Griswold 10 cast iron pan, for example. Then it says all words, any order. That's the one that I always choose. There's others. You can choose like any words, any order, exact words, exact order, exact words, any order. I think the best one to choose, which I always use, is all words, any order. You might try, you know, some other one, but that's the one I use. So, And then there's an exclude words from your search box down below that. I haven't really used that. I guess you could certain times. Okay, and then I just put in all categories. I just leave it all categories, although you could narrow it down, but I just pretty much leave all categories checked there. And then there's search including. There's title and description. There's completed listings, and there's sold listings. It depends. Um, people that are professionals will t probably tell you that the ones that I've heard, and I've listened to a lot of them on, for instance, YouTube.com, people that are selling on eBay, people that are selling on Amazon.com, people that are selling on Amazon as Fulfilled by Amazon, which they call FBA, and I'll tell you a little bit about that later. Um, and people that are selling, you know, maybe they have a route or whatever, or they're selling on Craigslist. They're selling in lots of different places. Some people have booths in stores. There are places around here. There's one called Picker's Paradise, and they have hundreds of booths. That's just one of the places. People sell used merchandise there, and sometimes new, but usually it's used. And, you know, things like this Griswold cast iron frying pan you might find there, and you're probably going to find it for a lot of money. Um, but I was able to get it for $10, a great deal. And then I got another um, cast iron Dutch oven for $10. So these are the things you want to look for. $10 is a great price to pay for these usually. So, okay. So under search, it says search including title and description, Completed listing, sold listing. So those professionals that I've listened to that do this for a living and make a lot of money doing it, some of them are making 100000 plus a year or even a lot more than that, um, they'll tell you to click on completed listings. And that's because if you just uh, click that box, completed listings, it's going to give you those that have sold and those that didn't sell Maybe they had an auction on eBay and, you know, nobody bid. So it'll tell you zero bids if nobody bid. And it'll give you all those that they listed it for a certain price or a, an auction or whatever. And if it didn't sell in their auction, it'll say zero bids. And that way you'll know it didn't sell. And if it did sell, 
you know, it may have been a buy it now, it may have been an auction. It'll tell you the date it sold and the price it sold for if you click on, you know, you check completed listings. So that's what I click on. I check sold listings is only going to tell you the ones that sold. So maybe 10 people listed something for a certain price or different prices. Maybe they didn't sell those. You're going to want to know which ones didn't sell versus just which ones did. But you might want to click on sold listings and just see how many sold in the last 90 days. You could do that too, whichever. I usually click on completed listings. Price, I don't bother with filling that out. You can do so if you want. Show items price from blank to blank. Buying formats, you could choose whether auction, buy it now, classified ads. I don't check any of those. That's just me. Um, probably, I would if I was going to sell on eBay, I would probably sell most things as buy it now. Although, sometimes you can get, you know, really good money when people bid against each other at, at auctions. So that's something to think about, too. Um, you know, if it's a highly desirable item, etc. And, or maybe other people aren't selling that, that high, highly desirable item, or they're selling it for a lot more than you're willing to, etc. So, you know, that's something to think about. And then the condition, I don't, okay, that I use, and I check those boxes. If it's new, or if it's used, and I know it's either new or used, you could check that, because something new is usually going to sell for usually not always is it going to sell for more money than something that's used no that's not always the case though just keep that in mind there are always exceptions to the rule um because it could be an antique item and it could be used you know and that could be worth a lot of money for example so and an antique item is something that's 100 years old that's when it becomes an actual antique it has to be 100 years old or more Although you'll find on eBay and Craigslist and all these places when people are selling things that they claim are antiques, a lot of times they're not really antiques. They'll just claim they are, but they're not really 100 years or more old. So really, you know, it would be a vintage item until it's 100 years old. But a lot of people do list it claiming it's an antique when it's not. So just know that most people aren't going to really be that nitty-gritty about it being a real antique um so then there's not specified for the condition you know um so i would check used for that frying pan for example so i'm going to go ahead and click click that and then show results you can narrow it down with paypal accepted listings ending within one hour blah 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 number of bids from blank to blank multiple item listings i don't bother with any of this stuff shipping options free shipping local pickup i guess if you if you're looking for something to buy, you could choose one of those. But if you're looking for the prices to sell things, I don't bother with that. And then location, you know, you could even narrow it down to within 15 miles of your zip code if you'd like to see what things are going for in your local area. I don't bother with that either. And then skip on down and it has sellers. Only show items from specific sellers include... Um, list of sellers on following sellers with eBay stores. I leave all that blank. Sort by best match. I would choose price plus shipping highest first. Okay, and I'll tell you more on the other side, so stick around. We'll be right back.
studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971 when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family.
right, welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it is my live show tonight on Monday, October 12th, 2015. And so I was going over how to look up the worth of an item, what it's going for on eBay, what it actually sold for, actually. Not what it's going for, but what people have paid for certain items on eBay in the last three months or the last 90 days, to be exact. So I went through that, and if you missed it, go back and listen in the archives if you just joined us or something. But you would go to the advanced section for advanced search on eBay, and you can find that by going to ebay.com, E-B-A-Y.com. And then at the top of the page there, if you look right at the top of the page where the logo is and you go all the way to the right side of the page, it'll say advanced. And you click on advanced, you'll get to where I'm at now, which is eBay advanced search. And we're going to look up the worth what an item has sold for in the last 90 days, for example. So I just chose here, for an example, when you enter the keywords of the item number, I just put in here the brand name, which is Griswold, which is a very popular cast iron, uh, you know, name of, bre- of cast iron cookware, um, old cast iron cookware. They're probably still making it. I don't even know, but I know the old ones are really into high demand. So I just typed in Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and cast iron pan. Now I put the number 10, T, just the number 10, one zero. Uh, Griswold 10 cast iron pan, that's what I put. And then I chose all words, any order, because I found this pan, um, I don't know, a couple weekends ago. I found one of these for $10, which was a fantastic deal, actually found this pan, the Griswold cast iron pan number 10 at, e, um, I'm sorry, at Goodwill. So I, I go to the local thrift stores around here, and I go to a lot of Goodwills, and I find all kinds of things that are worth a lot of money. And I'm amazed that it's sitting there on the shelf and nobody else has grabbed it, you know. So I grab it and put it in my cart. As soon as I see something, that is worth a lot of money. And I try to know what those things are, you know, by studying and researching. So um, so I picked it up, put it in my cart, and was amazed that it was only $10. And then I found another one um, on a more recent weekend lately. They had a, a yearly um, antiques and collectible sale at a local thrift store. It's a once-a-year sale. They do it to raise money for the needy uh, children going back to school, and they they fund their school supplies this way. So um, I just found out by talking to an employee there, and I've been going there probably the last three years, that they're no longer going to have this sale. So I miss it living here. You know, I've been here going on nine years in March. I missed it until the last three years, and then... I got a lot of great stuff there when I found out they had it. And and you never know, because this same store, um, you know, I did go to some of these sales in the past couple of years. I missed it this year. But the week ahead of that 
sale, and they may do this where you live. You just have to, you know, look and ask and, you know, talk to the employees there and all that. But they have for the whole week before they hold this annual sale, they've done it for years and years now, and they're not going to do it anymore. But um, everything in the store, or a lot of the things anyway, were half price because they wanted to get the store cleared out so that they could bring in a whole store full of antiques and collectible items that people have donated to their thrift store. Um, And they... This thrift store I'm talking about, they have they have services for the homeless and the poor. So they offer everything from um, clothing to the homeless people and poor people that come in, shoes, underwear, everything. If they're going out to a job interview or something, they can provide them with suits, you know, or a dress or whatever they need. Um, they have a food pantry where people can get free food, you know, homeless and poor and working poor, et cetera. They have, um, I know they have some emergency housing and people can, I think, I'm pretty sure they do. And um, uh, then they have even a washer and dryer where you can go and have your clothes washed if you're homeless, you know. So there's that. Um and then they have showers where people can go and take a shower that are homeless, et cetera. So, and then they also offer a lunch every day, uh, a lunch, and a lot of local businesses donate food and things, you know. Um, so it's a really good lunch from what I saw. I've not been there or anything, but I looked on their website. And so, you know, it's really good food, Um so they have all these things they offer for, to the homeless people, so I like to support places like that. So that's an example of one local thrift store that I go to that's it's pretty much my favorite thrift store that I go to around here. Um, so they had their once-a-year sale, and the week before the sale, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, um, they had half off on most things in the store. Um, and then... Also, actually, the last day, which was Friday, before that big once-a-year collectibles and antiques sale that they hold or they have held for years, they also do a $3 a bag sale. So anything you can put in a bag for $3, although it doesn't cover everything in the store, like electronics are going to be half price instead. Um, I actually got some expensive... um, I don't even know what you call them, but to hold my computer monitors, I got I got two different ones there. They were brand new in the box. A local store had donated them, um, and they are really nice. They they hold you know my monitor on the wall. They tilt. They they have an arm so it can come out several feet from the wall and then go back you know pretty much flat against the wall. Um, and I got those for like I got one for I think I paid seventeen fifty. Um, and the other one I forget exactly. I paid, you know, maybe around that. I got them at two different times, you know, months apart at the same thrift store. So they also have new items and I've found Goodwill and I'm sure this may happen in your area too. Our Goodwill store also has new items from Target, so Target, in our area anyway, gives different products to Goodwill that are brand new, and Goodwill offers them for half the price of what Target offers them for brand new. 
So I've gotten things that were brand new from Goodwill um, that originally came from Target and for half the price that Target sells them for. So you, you still might have to pay a hefty amount. Like I bought a duvet cover for, a you know, you can put like a comforter inside of it or you could put a, a down comforter inside of it, you know, so it holds the comforter and, you know, the outside's pretty and, you know, you can take it off and wash it separately and all that stuff. So I bought like a, a duvet and I think some pillowcases, whatever, and I paid $50, but brand new at Target, they were going for 100 So, you know, things like that. They also had one time they had a huge propane patio heater, the really nice one that goes for, I don't know, you know, a lot of money, probably $220 easily. I saw one at Lowe's like over the weekend. Um, and I saw one there that was from Target at Goodwill, and I think they wanted like $100 for it. So it was brand new, nothing wrong with the thing, you know. It was just a great deal. So I've seen a 50-inch widescreen uh, television at Goodwill. I forget exactly what they wanted. I think it was maybe $300. So, you know, and it was brand new from Target, so... This is the kind of thing I'm saying you might, you know, be blessed enough to find. So, see, ask your local Goodwill if you're interested in this, if they do get things maybe brand new like that or maybe from Target department store or whatever. Um, so that that's something else to consider. So, now back to this. Um, oh, and I've gotten books at that sale I told you about where they have the $3 you know, items you can put a whole bag, like a grocery sack full, of, a paper grocery sack full for $3. Actually, they used to sell books like that. So you could get old books, vintage books, and, you know, I was getting them pretty cheap. Uh, the best deal that I found anywhere, except for free books that I found, they were kind of like $0.10 cents a piece. So, you know, that was another great source for books. I mean, and these books could be sometimes worth a lot of money. It just depends. You know, are they first editions? Are they antiques? Are they vintage books? And I got a lot of vintage books and cookbooks and things like that. The last sale I went to, I got, a, it wasn't that old. This was a 1978, but I have a 1978 hardback, um, and it's by Mark Twain, and it's, Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn and another really popular um, story book or whatever that he wrote. So I got that. I got a lot of other, not a lot of books, but I got a few books when I was there. So anyway, this is another great place to get books. It's from thrift stores, um, used books and things like that. Um, so I've gotten a lot of my vintage and antique books that way from thrift stores. Um, there's a Salvation Army that I've been to in our neighborhood. Um, well, it's in Medford, which is where most of these thrift stores are, although I go to some in Eagle Point and, you know, other places. But there's um, a Salvation Army. And I went there. I went to go to that $3 a bag sale, and they closed early without telling, you know, on their website that they were going to do that. I didn't, I don't think they've ever done that. Because the next day they close on the Saturday before they hold their big antiques and collectibles sale 
on Sunday. So Saturday they're closed. Friday they have the $3 a bag. And they used to have $3 a box of books, too. As many books as you could fit in the box they hand you for $3. That was a great deal. Um, so if you know how to get them in there, you know, to where you can get the most books, that's the ticket right there. Um, and they they have jewelry and everything and a lot of these people that are reselling things they're going to goodwills and they're finding 14 karat gold you know sterling silver they're finding um you know actual pure silver and things like that trays and i told you last week this one reseller that i know you know from just watching videos on um youtube he found two different um, silver trays on at Goodwill that were worth, uh, like, I think $1,200 or something. I don't know if it was each or I think it was. But anyway, so you just never know what you're going to find. Um, it just depends on the person marking the item and what they know and if they're in a hurry, if they stop and look it up to see, like I'm telling you how to look up on eBay because they do that a lot of the time. But they may not always. So you may find just a fantastic deal like I've found time after time after time. Um, so the Salvation Army here, the day I was going to go, and I was going at the last minute. I mean, I only had a few minutes to look uh, anyway. But they closed early to get ready for their their big, huge, you know, collectibles and antique sale. So me and a lot of the other people that showed up, you know, wanting to hit the store the last few minutes and get the $3 all you can put in a bag and half price for electronic items and stuff like that, we missed out. But So then I went to a different thrift store, which was the Salvation Army, which isn't very far from that one, and they had a half price sale, which is the first time I have ever seen them have a half price sale. So... I was very happy when I saw that because that's, you know, pretty good thing. So I walked in there and they had some great deals. I mean, you know, things that you might not think of. Like if you're an artist or, you know, you want to learn how to paint or something, you can go in there and get canvases that other people have painted, you know, and you might get a better deal. Maybe it's in a beautiful frame and you get the canvas for free. You get a beautiful frame. And you might get a great deal. So I was buying stuff like that. Um, another thing to look for if you're interested in and you don't already have a bread maker, a great place to get one of those is at a thrift store. I see them like crazy all the time. Um, I've actually found, okay, the last time I went to the Salvation Army one, they had a bread maker that made two loaves of bread. I was seriously considering getting it. And I may still, I don't know. But it was by American Harvester. And um, it was, I don't know how old it was, but it makes two loaves of bread. They only wanted nine ninety nine. The reason why I didn't get it, I would have normally, because I've not seen a dual bread maker at any thrift store ever. I see bread makers all the time, and I have quite a few of them. But this one made two loaves at once. And so it was very unique. And it's probably, you know, worth a little bit of money but the one dial on it was gone and I think you could still turn it with some pliers or something but the actual dial was missing plus it had some electronics and they were there 
So that's the reason why I didn't get it. Plus, I looked at the date that it had come in, and it was like June or July. Nobody else had gotten it, although it was behind all the other bread makers on the back shelf at the bottom. So I don't know. People probably are scared because of the dial missing, and that's a part that you might be able to find on eBay and replace or something, or maybe from the manufacturer. So that that's something I'm going to look into maybe, but anyway... So those are the, you know, you can find all kind of electronics there. I mean, we got a fantastic convection oven with rotisserie and, um, you know, it's a regular countertop oven and it'll hold a 9 by 13 pan. It's got racks. It's got like, I think, four different slots where you can put the racks. So, you, you know, most ovens are like just small toaster ovens or even if they're convection ovens for the countertop, they don't have as many places where you can put the racks. They might have maybe a rack or two, and you can't really move them very much, and you can't get much in there. But the oven that I'm talking about that we got years ago, Frank and I, at a Goodwill thrift shop for $20, and it goes for as high as, like, almost 200 on eBay, um, you know, and a lot of times over 100 We got it for $20, and it lasted us, like, at least six years or more. And then I just recently got one for free on Craigslist, just like it, that I've been wanting to, you know, to replace my other one. That finally, the door on it shattered, which is wild, but it's happened to me twice now with these kind of different different countertop ovens. So beware of that. But anyway, I don't know. It lasted six years, and I don't know how long the people before us had it or whatever, but it was a great oven. So I was able to replace it for free by looking on Craigslist. I just happened to look at the right time, and I contacted the person that had it for free, and I went and picked it up, and I got it, that same oven, for free. So, you know, you just never know what you're going to find. That's another great place to look is Craigslist to find items. Um, I've only gotten that one item ever from Craigslist. I usually go to thrift stores, garage sales, auctions, estate sales, and different things like that. So... Anyway, um, they have a lot of bread makers. They have a lot of uh, unique vintage items and antique items. I got a Rowenta iron that goes for, I don't know exactly this particular model, but I think it goes for around probably 90 to 100 at least. Um, and, and if it was brand new, which I don't know if it is or not, it looked brand new, it would go for a lot more. So... And I've had one in the past. I think I still have a Rowenta iron. It's one of the best irons. So um, some of them go for like a couple of hundred dollars. And I just found one at Salvation Army, and I don't even remember what I paid. It couldn't have been more than 5 to $8 probably. So you just never know. I found a heating pad. This is something good to know because if you need a heating pad for whatever reason, the newer ones don't get as hot as the vintage the older ones do. So... You know, you have to be careful. You don't want to buy one that's ancient or something. But I got a vintage one like you would go to eBay to find. And it probably is going to get hotter than any of the ones that they have out there on the market now. And I've been wanting one. So um, a lot of the ones that they offer now, they automatically shut off after a certain period of time. And I don't think this one does. So that's good, too, to have on hand because it's good for many different reasons, you know. Um so that's something good to have, and I found that. 
Anyway, there's just tons of different things that I've found at thrift stores that you could look for. So we'll be back and learn more about eBay, how to look up items and see what they're worth on the other side. beginning of the United States, kings have sought it, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. 
800-242-4188. Listen to Financial Survival with your host, Melody Cedarstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for one of 49 that's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head. Too many can do neither. Messiah's Branch has a mission church in Wichita, Kansas that helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people, your neighbors. The mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poorest of the poor. These are men, women, and children who once had homes, now in the street. They all need what you need. First aid, beds, food, clothing, and so on. You can send a monetary gift or a box of necessities to 230 West 4th Street, Florence, Kansas, 66851. Or donate online by going to wichitahomeless.com. Or simply call 
Order. Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne. You're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And it's the last part of my live show on Monday, October 12th, 2015. So I was telling you about some great, you know, things that I've found that I might resell or I might just keep. But you can find some great deals. If you look at garage sales, thrift stores, estate sales, auctions, um, these are just some of the places in Craigslist, you know, places like that. eBay is another good place to find things. Um, And I have only bought, like, maybe three things ever from eBay. But, you know, I was able to win every auction that I ever tried to win on eBay, um... And so I got some really good deals back in the day, you know, a while back. But anyway, so that's another option. It's eBay, Amazon.com, you know, these are some of the places. So um, so I'm just going to tell you now, get to that, how to look up the worth of things, that what they're selling for on eBay, for instance, in the last 90 days. So you go to the advanced search and you look for advanced when you go to ebay.com. It's on the top right-hand side of the page. You go to advanced. Then you go to um, the page. It's the eBay advanced search. So yeah, I'm just going to do this for an example. I found this cast iron frying pan at Goodwill. And then I found another Dutch oven. That was a cast iron Dutch oven. And I got them both for $10 each. Two different trips, you know, two different thrift stores. So... Um, one is called Griswold, that's the manufacturer, and they're highly in demand, you know, preppers and survival type people, homesteaders especially, they like to get these Griswold cast iron pans, you know, Dutch ovens are great to have, frying pans are great to have, and anything cast iron that you can cook in is great to have, um, when everything hits the fan and people are maybe cooking on, you know, campfires or whatever, um, so, maybe in your own fireplace. Um, and you can use them on your stove, etc., of course, or your wood stove. So, I just typed in um, Griswold, G-R-I-S-W-O-L-D, and the number 10, because on the back of the cast iron frying pan, it did have the number 10, and cast iron pan and honestly, I don't even know. I haven't measured it yet, but it could mean 10-inch frying pan. I don't really know yet. I haven't measured it. So, and then I told you, like, I go to, I skip down. I just put all categories, and I do all words any order. That way, all the words that I'm looking for, and they can be in any order, you know. Um, that's the one that I normally use. And you can exclude words from your search if you'd like. I, I don't think I've really done that, although I might have at times. But And then I just skip down to where it says search including. I put all categories. So I don't usually, sometimes I do, usually, you know, I don't. But at times I will look in a particular category. Like if I go, you know, look in something and it doesn't give me many search results, I might go to all categories or I might go to a different category, but usually just all categories. Um, Then I go to completed listings and I put a check there. That way I'm going to find the ones that sold, the ones that didn't sell, 
so I can find out, you know, maybe people are asking too much money so they, their item didn't sell or something like that. Uh, could be other reasons why it didn't sell, too. If you check sold listings, it's only going to give you the ones that sold. So you're not going to get a good picture of what did sell and what didn't sell. You're only going to see what did sell. So you might want to click there. But most professional people that are reselling for a living, they're going to tell you to click on completed listings. So you can see which ones sold and which ones didn't. And maybe why. You know, if you're smart and look, you can tell. Um, I skip all the way down. I skip price. I skip buying formats. I don't check any of that. Condition. Mine is a used frying pan, so I'm going to check used. If it was new, I would check new. Okay. Not specified. I don't even bother ever checking that one. Um, and then there's show results. You know, you can narrow it down for different things there. You know, if you're looking to buy and you want to see what things are going for, you you know, there's local pickup if you're looking for that to see if it's in your local area and all that. There's also free shipping. If you want to just look for items that have free shipping and you're interested in buying items after you maybe check and see what they're going for on eBay, then you want to say, okay, well, which ones offer free shipping? You know, that's another thing you could check, but I'm not bothering with that because I'm trying to see the worth of a particular item in the last 90 days on eBay. Then there's located. You can look up, you know, within 15 miles of your zip code or all the way up to 2,000 miles of your zip code. You narrow it down either way from preferred locations. U.S. only if you don't want to bother with, you know, somebody that's selling it from Taiwan or something. I go ahead and say U.S. only. Um, because it's going to, I don't want to buy something usually from some other country or, you know, even Canada. I'm going to have to pay a big chunk of shipping for that. So, And then located in um, United States. Yeah, I put United States because that's the country I live in. Sellers, I skip all that. Um, you can do that if you want. And then sort by. If you want to, if you're a reseller or you're somebody that is interested in buying and then reselling items and you want to see, you know, what's the most what's the most highly desirable items or what sold for the most amount of money, you know. So I'm going to go for price plus shipping highest first, okay? If you're buying, you might want to say price plus shipping lowest first, okay? And then they'll be listed in the least expensive to the most expensive. And you can try to find the cheapest thing. Or if you're looking to get a great deal on some eBay auction, you could say time ending soonest. Okay? So you can look for, if you want to hurry up and buy and you want to buy an auction on eBay, you can look for time ending soonest auctions. Some of them might be ending in a few minutes, some of them in a few hours or whatever. So it's going to go minutes, hours, days, you know, seconds first or whatever. Um, so there's all these different ones. And there's distance, nearest first, there's best match, on and on. But right now I'm going to choose price plus shipping highest first, okay? And then view results, all items. You can see just the ones that have pictures, the ones that show item numbers. I'm going to say all items. Um, results per page, I'm going to pick 200. You can do 25, 50, 100, or 200. I'd, I'd rather, instead of clicking on the next page, do as many as possible on each page, so I'm going to say 200. And then just click on search, okay? So I just clicked on search. Okay, now, I was looking for a particular brand, Griswold, 
a particular number, number 10, on the back of the pan, cast iron pan. I didn't put frying pan. I just put pan. So, honestly, I'm going to come up with other things other than just frying pans because I put pan. So they're all going to be cast iron, and they're all going to be Griswold, and they're all going to have the number 10 in the title, but they're not all going to be frying pans. I could have put frying pan, but I didn't. So if you want to see also, you could just put Griswold um, and maybe cast iron. If you want to see everything by Griswold, that's the most highly desirable you know, items, and then do price plus shipping highest first or whatever, highest price first, you're going to find the most, you know, like right here. I didn't put just Griswold cast iron paint, although I could have. But on what I did put in, the thing here that sold for the most amount of money is a scarce minty Griswold heart star cast iron gem pan number 10. And it goes for nine. It went. It actually sold on September 19th of this year for $900. Okay, so that's an example of something you would want to look for in a thrift store or at a garage sale or at an auction or at a flea market or at an estate sale or whatever the case may be. Because if you can find something that's, some, you know, this exact one, you can get a hefty amount of money for it, $900. And that is something... As pretty as it is, which it is really nice, and it's heart-shaped, and then the hearts are, are all around the outside of the cast iron pan, and then in the inside, if you look at the back, it forms a star. So it's pretty cool. I'd love to have that, you know, but I'm not going to keep something that sells for $900 that's a cast iron pan. I'd rather have the $900 to go out and buy a whole heck of a lot of cast iron pans, you know, and other things that are needed for when it hits the fan, etc. Or other things I could make money, you know, if I was to sell, etc. So, but that one's going for $900. So you can get a good look at it and see, hey, you know, that's something to look for. The next one on the list is a rare Griswold number 2800 wheat and corn stick pan, variation 10. That one went for 800 the thing is, now, it says zero bids, so obviously nobody did bid on that one. It did not sell. It says zero bids, so the auction ended September 12th. Um, but some of these, like this one, number 10, the fourth one down on the list, number 10, Griswold, number 779, large logo, deep. They put in parentheses, chicken pan, skillet, plus DBL for double, Mark, lid, NR, means no reserve, I believe. NR usually means no reserve. Okay, it went for $575. And it looks like the same seller had another one of those pans, and it did not sell. But out of the two that they had at first auction, um, auction two people bid on one of theirs, and the highest bid went for $575. They also got $35 shipping. So this is just one, you know, skillet. Um, they're calling it a chicken pan, and it's a certain particular Griswold. You know, it has different marks on the back and all that. So, you know, these are things to look for, to memorize, maybe to take a picture of, carry around with you if you want. And then you'll know, hey, this one goes for $575. It just sold for on eBay, etc. And then you'll know.
the most highly desirable ones. Um, the next one down went for $299, and that's a pre-Griswold Erie Cast Iron Number no. 10 A Deep Skillet Pan, very hard to find. says here, reserve not met, so I don't know. Um, maybe it didn't sell. says right here, $299, 18 bids, $18 shipping. So reserve not met, to me, would mean the seller asked for a particular amount of money. They were not able to get that. Therefore, even though people bid on it, I don't think it sold because the reserve was not met, obviously. So they didn't get the amount of money they desired. And then the next one is an Erie Pre-Griswold Number no. 10 Cast Iron Skillet Pan 11.5 inch diameter, no lid, slash cover, antique, nice. It went for $293. There were nine bids. They got $21.55 shipping, and that was July 24th of this year. So, honestly, I have to look at, I have to hold my frying pan and look at it carefully, you know, the back of it, and see exactly what kind of marks are on it or something. But mine's a 10 Griswold, so it could potentially be worth um, $100. Maybe not exactly that much. Maybe I see some on here, number 10, cast iron lid. Um... It's just the lid only going for $100, um, but maybe not because it looks like some people didn't, you know, bid anything. Um, here's one um, particular one that went for 126 plus 22 and change shipping. So there's a bunch of different ones. I'd have to narrow it down and look at mine. And then here's some what they're calling popover pans, or it could be called... Um, muffin pans. I did see one of these at an estate sale from a lady that I've been to a lot of her sales. She had one, and I knew it was worth a lot of money. Um, and actually, here's one that went for 125 here on eBay. It's a muffin pan. So it's a Griswold Number no. 10 popover pan, variation 15 rare, um, and, and it went for 125 dollars. So you know these go for a, quite a bit of money, um, and they would be great to have. Or great, you know, you might want to resell them or something, but that's just uh, an example. So, sometimes I'll look on here and I'll see cast iron pans going for like $1,000. It just depends on the exact pan, you know, the markings on it, when the particular kind, how rare it is, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So, I don't really know exactly what mine's worth, but it's probably worth, you know, a decent amount of money. Um so that's just an example of how to look something up on eBay and see what it's going for. So I'm going to get back to the article now. And this is, you know, ways to make money on your own land. Like I said, you can make money also not on your land, but maybe storing things on your land that you've bought to resell um, if you have a place to store them. And if not, you might could get, you know, a, one of those pod things where they'll come and bring it. You could get a cargo a uh, co shipping container thing, you know, and put that on your land. You could uh, get an old trailer and use that for storage. Or you could rent a a storage room and, and use that to deal with the public when you're reselling things on Craigslist or eBay or what have you. So there's a lot of different things you could do. You could go to your local flea market and sell there, you know resell there. You could have a, a route where you go and deliver, you know, you, you just basically go around to different people. Maybe you get their email address and, 
you know, they might have bought something from you in the past or something or, you know, and you ask them for their email and then you establish a route for people that are willing to buy things that you have for sale and you give them, here's pictures of different things I've had in the past or put them on a website or put them on Craigslist and they can see the kind of things you normally typically have or, you know, you tell them what kind of things you normally do find or already have. And then you can establish a route, and I know, you know, I mean, we have a friend that's done this, and they had a, you know, they would just go to their friends and people they knew that they had sold things to in the past, including Frank and I, and they'd have, like, a big suburban and and a trailer or something, and, you know, they would get great deals, and then they would come and give us great deals, too, in turn. So, you know, they had everything from food to um, spools of cable, um, all kind of things, you know. So you just never know what you're going to get. So that's an example of another way to make money. And being what they're calling here a middleman, I told you some about that last week, but also a reseller or a picker, you can make a lot of good money. Um, mobile services, you know, I've seen people going around doing detailing and offering mobile detailing services. That's another way to make money. You can make a lot of money detailing. Frank used to do that for a living. He had his own detail shop, and then he was the manager of another uh, car dealership detail, you know, service, whatever you want to call it. He was the manager there. So, um, you know, that's another way to make money um, that you can easily learn how to do. So that would be something good to do now although I don't know what the economy like it is, if you could find the right people, and I know there's a person in town that, you know, has a detail business on the side, and then they have a job, so according to Frank, that he knows. So anyway, but mobile ones, I've seen mobile veterinarians, and mobile car repair clinics, um, you know, things like that, where you can just have a van and your tools and you're a good mechanic, you can go around and repair people's vehicles at their own homes. So that's another idea for making money. So there's a lot of different ways to make money. Um, and, you know, it would be good to find ways to make money also when everything hits the fan. If there's any way, you know, you can still do that. Um, and just develop good skills and, and teach others how to do it before it does hit the fan so they can learn how to survive, learn how to, you know, prep and all these different things. You know, you may be able to teach people that, you know, and they may be willing to pay you or something. So there's all kinds of different ways to make money or to make extra money or to develop your own business where you're your own boss, you don't have to depend on somebody else that may fire you at any time or close the company, you know, go move it offshore, who knows what. And, you know, now they're doing those buy-ins, um, I'm sorry, bail-ins, that's what the word I was trying to think of earlier, the phrase, when they take your money from your account now, you know, instead of the bailouts where they're bailing out the banks, they're doing the bail-ins where they're just stealing people's money. So I would get my money out of the bank and the credit unions and all that and i'm gonna keep going finishing on this article next week there's a lot more to talk about anyway hope you learned something coming up next is frank the owner of avr for two hours live so stick around thank you for listening
heard on Galaxy 19 at 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Most people realize their body needs clean water to function properly. Pure is the cleanest water, also known as distilled water. Some frauds pushing fake science and ignorant people repeating their disinformation and half-truths will tell you distilled water leaches minerals from the body. What they fail to tell you is distilled water only attracts and flushes inorganic minerals from your body. These are minerals your body cannot process and can interfere with your proper body functions. Distilled water does flush these inorganic materials from your body and is an effective and natural way to cleanse your body. AVR sells a distiller that distills 
distills one gallon every three and a half hours. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, click on the Superstore, go to the distiller, check the pricing and how to order, and watch the video explaining in detail why distilled water is pure water. Prices have increased over 40%. Energy prices have increased over 20%. Wheat and gas prices have increased over 70%. What's going to be next? Do you see these trends reversing or even stabilizing? All fiat currencies have always failed and collapsed their economies on their way down. The Roman Empire, China, France, Argentina, Finland, Mexico, Russia, Zimbabwe all tried fiat currency and all collapsed into chaos. Meanwhile, the dollar has lost over 97% of its gold value since 1971, when an ounce of gold was valued at $35. If your assets are in paper, you are in danger. Protect your assets with gold and silver. Visit Discount Gold and Silver Trading at DGSCoins.com. That's DGSCoins.com or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 800-375-4188. Protect yourself and your family. Jack and Nerd 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.